Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, welcome back to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, the podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. I'm Mel. I'm Janet. And I'm Helen. So this is our first recording since we actually released our podcast back in September. So we haven't actually been able to address any of the comments in our podcast, as you may have noticed. But honestly, we've been so excited and happy to read all of them, all the emails, all the comments, Facebook, whatnot. It's just so crazy because I feel like we did record those episodes a long time ago. To see the reactions now, it's like, oh my gosh, like that's pretty exciting, right? Yeah, we really appreciate all the comments and the emails that you guys are writing. Please keep them coming. Um, It helps us figure out kind of what topics we want to cover in the future. As Helen was saying, if we don't respond right away, we're sorry, Uh, but we'll definitely get to it in in time. Yeah, and just to jump in here, I mean, we don't record on a week-to-week basis because we do have quote-unquote normal jobs where we are working nine to five to seven to whenever. Yeah. (laughs) Every day of the week, it's difficult to find time for us to all meet together on the weekdays because you got to record, you got to edit, sound balance, all of this, which we're learning and Mm -hmm. getting used to. So we do have to record a lot up front. So that actually is a great segue into what we wanted to talk about today, which is work-life balance, how to balance it all, because it definitely is not easy. Uh, we know a lot of our listeners are like us. You work full-time jobs. Um, if you're, you know, in your, you're like young, middle-age-ish adult, <laughs> you have your friends uh, that you're balancing, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or maybe your husband-wife if you're married, and you know, family, all these things, and particularly side projects. So we do get, uh, we've gotten some comments and emails written in about doing this podcast as people that work full-time. So let's dig into the details, maybe some tips we can share with you guys, and just a little bit more about what we do. So let's talk about work. Uh, and we'll start with Helen because she works a right. very demanding job. Very true. <laughs> uh, it takes up a lot of her hours. And um, maybe, Helen, if you could just give a quick intro into like how many years you've been working now. And then as an overview, when you started your career to mm-hmm. now, like how has do you feel like your hours work have increased or mm-hmm. have you been able to manage it more or like? Yep. So as I mentioned in one of the earlier podcasts, um, I have worked at my job for seven years now, started off as a staff analyst where the main responsibility was focusing on quality and detail. And now as a manager, it's more managing staff, 
focusing also on quality and detail, but also managing client expectations, managing upwards to partners, and being essentially a teacher to your staff and senior analysts. So I would say that is actually a lot more work, a lot more responsibility, Mm -hmm. but I do find that I'm able to manage my time a lot better than I used to. I don't feel like I'm burning out. I don't feel like I'm working extremely long hours. Mm -hmm. And I think you just pick up tips and tricks along the way as you progress and figure out what actually works for you. Um, and you mentioned before, like you work typically around, like we work 40 hour work weeks, but you work up to 80 hours a week sometimes, right? During like the busier season. Got it. Yeah. That can get up to like 60 to 80 that's hours. That's insane to me. But that includes weekends, obviously. But it's, yeah. that's crazy. Like you work on the weekends. It is. People. It's like a four month period where everything is just kind of due at one time. Yeah. So balancing a lot of different clients at one time. And Helen, you mentioned uh, you've implemented some tips and tricks. So what are some of the ones that you found to be more effective? Yeah. So I think along the way, you, I find that what's helpful to me is breaking everything up into sizable, like bite-sized pieces, knowing that you know my calendar is blocked off during certain times with meetings. And if I have a free space and I know that I need to get something done before the end of the day, I'll block that time off for myself mm. to actually do work or else it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, on your own calendar, right? Yeah. But I think you also, when you do that, you do schedule time to say like, okay, I actually need to get this done during this time. Otherwise, it's easy to get overwhelmed by just like too many things going on at one time. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there like a project that you remember or like maybe a certain period where you got into your job after a couple of years that you were like, okay, I need to start like doing something to help like lessen the hours or manage expectations? So I think for that, once I got into this a serious relationship, I started learning during that process to manage my time a lot better. And we can talk about mm. that in a the next later. segment. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how about um, Mel? You also sometimes will have days that start at like 6 a.m. and you don't end until much later. And mm-hmm. you're also on your feet and doing a lot of like physical type stuff, right? Yeah. Maybe tell us a little bit about some of your long days and how you how you manage it's so funny because like if you guys know who I am, I'm definitely not a physical person. So having this line of work is really interesting. Yeah, there are some days when I have shoots and we go from like we have a 14-hour shoot sometimes during catalog season. That's draining. I think for me, just knowing that day is coming, preparing myself mentally, like, mm-hmm. all right, the night before I must get like at least eight hours of sleep. I'm someone that doesn't function well on low sleep. Low sleep. Yeah. Um, for me, with this type of job, also learning about your body and yourself that like, I do need a lot of rest and relaxation because I'm always on the go. I'm never like sitting. Mm-hmm. During the shoot, caffeine is your best friend because that is what keeps you going running. Um, after the shoot, literally just take time to unwind for yourself. I don't go out. I don't see friends because I know I need that time to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of face masks. A lot of face masks, <laughs> a lot of Netflix, drama Korean dramas, <laughs> like whole shebang. And just sleep. I think sleep is something that's underrated, actually, when you're, like, working. Because people always say, like, oh, you could just, you could sleep when I'm dead or something, right? Right. But for me, like, I feel like if you're someone that needs that full rest, just take it. Yeah. You have to figure out how to implement that into your life. Exactly. make it a priority. And there are times we talk, we'll talk about this more when we hit, like, relationships and friends. But I do have to say no a lot because, to, like, invites to go out because my body needs Mm -hmm. to rest. Yeah. Do you feel like you knew that in college when you were, you had, like, a lot of schoolwork and you knew that that's how your, your body functioned or is it more after you started working yeah like how did you figure out it's kind of like both because I think in college um I was never that student that could pull an all-nighter like I knew Mm. I need at least two hours even though that still killed my body but it wasn't until I started working and balancing like life in LA where I knew that I do need sleep or else I'm not functioning person Mm -hmm. so probably when I moved to LA is when I knew I think in the topic of work like something that um maybe as kind of being 
brought up in Asian American culture, we're kind of taught to feel a high sense of responsibility, right? So when you ladies were trying to implement expectations and be like, I need more time for myself, like, did you ever feel guilty either telling your staff or your boss that you can't be here for this thing or like on on Uh, call 24 hours or something like that? I think all the time, like to this day where my company has a pretty lax sick leave policy. Mm-hmm. I feel bad emailing her saying, I feel sick. Like, today I'm sick. And when I email her and saying, hey, I'm going to take the day off just to rest, like, I feel extreme guilt. Like, I shouldn't like be. Not, yeah. I, should, I should go to work. Because yeah. in high school and college, I had to go to class regardless of how I felt. I think I actually came into this situation recently. So my sister just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First one. <laughs> Ooh, Auntie Ellen. <laughs> um, but I remember the day that she told me, which is just last week, but she had told me and I remember, like, in the bathroom brushing my teeth like do i tell my boss that mm-hmm. i need to literally just get up and go and fly to boston and work from boston and ask for that flexibility i think the thing is that a lot of people think they would rather not bother someone and interrupt someone's day right and not bring up like this is something that i need mm-hmm. and i ended up doing it and it was like the best decision ever yeah like yeah. literally you bring it up and people were like oh my gosh yeah of course go but there was a point where that might not have happened and yeah. I would have just kept quiet. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I feel like through the progression of my career, I've seen um, that in order for people to successfully balance work and life, like you do have to push back like you that. You have to ask. Yeah, you have to ask. And then also people will start to respect you more for that and mm-hmm. they'll know so that when you have follow-up asks, um, mm-hmm. they'll be implemented. And it's like for the best of the company because it doesn't benefit them for you to burn out or for you to miss like the birth right. of your nephew exactly. and then you're going to be like angry. And right, <laughs> and you're like angry yeah. at the company. yeah. Wait, um, so Janet, we, we talked about, like, you know, me and Helen talked about work-life balance within work. How about you? So I, I used to work jobs that had um, high hours as well, like 80 to sometimes 100 during busy season. I'm sure as a staff you had, no, when you're like the staff level, yeah. you're, you spend a lot more time. Oh my gosh. Um, but I made the active decision when I was like uh, kind of doing some uh, reassessment and like moving around to different careers. One of the biggest things that I wanted was a career that would allow me to work like maximum 40 hours a week. I kind of, I changed my job based on that. And then specifically also at my company, um, my boss and my boss's bosses and everything they're they make it a priority to be with their families. So I feel Mm -hmm. like that helps me. Like I don't ever have to offer an explanation for those of you out there who are trying to balance your, your work. And maybe you're finding that you can't quite do that with your current job. You can also look for either a different company or a different function. Um, that would be a, you know, more open or prioritizes that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I think when I was a staff, my partner back in Boston, uh, was a woman. She has three kids. Um, she's actually like a triathlete, Ironman oh my gosh. person. So she did a energy. lot. <laughs> and yeah, and she would come into our bullpen just to announce, like, it's 4 p.m. I'm leaving to go to my kid's soccer game. Yeah. And I saw that as something that was amazing. I was like, oh, wow, like, that could be me in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that someone's actually coming in to tell us that. Yeah. So I try to do that nowadays where I'm like, it's 7 p.m. I'm going to volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> So that's one aspect of our lives, our um, quote-unquote nine-to-five jobs. Uh, what about integrating relationships and dating? Because I think as, as we get older, that starts to you know play a larger part of your priorities too. Um, so why don't we start with Helen? You're, you've been in a relationship for like a couple years now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> How do you do that? And you had reference like this uh, getting into a serious relationship kind of played into uh, pushing back on your work hours, which used right. to take up a lot more of your time. Yeah. So I, I started dating 
this person um, <laughs> when I was uh, a senior. So the way the rankings, I guess, sort of work within my company is you're a staff analyst for two years and then you're a senior for about three years and then you p- become a manager. So it was during my senior three year, which means I w- would have been promoted the following year. But I was working to a point where I was literally burning myself out, mm. working crazy long hours and kind of just hating what I was doing. And it wasn't until I guess I met this my current boyfriend, he wears a lot of different hats. And so for me to see that he had such a busy work schedule and the fact that I was more busy than he was made me realize, I guess, that I had to figure out something where I can balance things as Mm -hmm. well as he was doing. So he was essentially leading by example, and I took that example. And so what's funny is that I started putting off a lot of my work to my staff and seniors and giving them more responsibility the work quality came back better because they mm. took ownership of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I was just a lot more hands-off and had more time for myself. So people, partners, the, my bosses saw that as, oh, Helen's a good manager. And right. so the following year, I actually got promoted because That's I awesome. worked less. <laughs> so how was it like focusing on the relationship aspect? Like, did your partner have a conversation with you? Did something happen where he's like, we're not spending time together? Yeah, I think at like a year in or so, we did have that conversation and it wasn't till then that I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm like working myself to death. Like I'm mm-hmm. not focusing, building these relationships mm-hmm. with like friends and with boyfriend. So that became a priority after that conversation and it worked out well. I'm just curious too, because knowing both of you guys, you guys are really busy people. How do you guys manage to find time though to spend together? It's so important to communicate. Mm-hmm. That That's probably the biggest thing. And even helping each other to communicate. So for us, it's always like, oh, tonight I have to work late, so don't wait for me for dinner. And sometimes if I don't hear back from him, I'd be like, hey, are you coming home at a normal time or not? So asking him so that you don't feel like he let you down, right? Mm -hmm. So just helping each other to communicate with one another. Can you think of in your head a specific time when you guys got into a disagreement because like scheduling conflict or like priority conflicts or something? So there was one time, so I've been trying to cook a new dish, um, one new dish a week, um, just building up. A week? Yeah, every week trying a different dish. It could be like mashed potatoes. It could be very simple. (laughs) But there was one time I made a whole uh, chicken, whole roasted chicken. Um, It took about four to five hours after work. So I wasn't done until like 11 or so, but I was so busy while cooking that I didn't even think about like, oh, is he coming back home or not? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until 11 p.m. where I texted him and I was like, are you coming back home yet? Chicken's ready. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, I'm not going to be back until 1 a.m. because I need to do something for tomorrow. And I literally stood there and I just cried because I was so sad that he wasn't coming back to eat eat my chicken. (laughs) And it was one, I was sad because he wasn't coming back does lack of communication and two is actually thinking of my mom during that time Mm. because there are so many times where my mom would have cooked dinner for us Mm -hmm. and something spontaneous would have come up and I just went to go eat with friends and then I was just like wow this this is her when she was younger standing there with her chicken that's me now (laughs) but yeah I think it does take a lot of just making sure that you communicate with each other Mm -hmm. to let each other know like what your schedule's like when you're going to be back home if you're cooking chicken that's all important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mel was sharing with us, like, as you're kind of um, entering this new space, like, you you had expectations that maybe two times a week for you would have been fine to hang out with your partner, right? And yeah. you're kind of learning that that is, like, that not quite enough for you. No, it's yeah. funny because I, I used to tell him, like, you know, I'm an independent woman. I just need to see you. Like, I have my own life. I'll see you just once a week. But <laughs> I, I don't think. But you're not an independent woman. <laughs> I, I am an independent woman, but just also, I think. I like quality time with someone. Mm. And so even though it's just once a week, it's just like, oh, it's like 
we, we get froyo. That's not really like enough, you know. Right. Mm. When I say hang out, I don't want this to be like, oh, I'm like there are times when we go hang out with his friends or my friends do go out for a night. But just keeping in mind that like we're with a bunch of people. Like when is our alone time together? Right. So I think that's what's really important. It's like I need my alone time with him. That's a good point. So for Helen, for you, when you guys are hanging out like two nights a week, was it just the two of you? It was, and we would probably like work out together and grab dinner, and then like that was pretty much it because mm-hmm. it's only like after after work. I mean, on the weekends we hung out too, so it was probably like more like three to four nights. It did seem okay because I think during that time, like I mentioned, I was still like burning myself out mm-hmm. and just working so much that I didn't think too much about my relationship. Gotcha. So you weren't really actively like missing him because you were focused on other things right. sometimes. Right. And then so so Helen's telling us that she's it's almost like sometimes you just do the things that you needed to do in your own life together with this person. So for Mel, is that would that be okay with you if like you guys just kind of you both had, I don't know, like to do laundry and that was how like, how you hung out. Yeah. Like, or are you like, no, we need to go out to like dinner and like No, we actually both realized we like doing the mundane things together and that's what we don't get to do a mm-hmm. lot because we're always out with friends. One thing I learned from Helen actually is that our best date that I would have to say to this day is that me and him went to a coffee shop and just did our own work, but we were just by ourselves, you know, being there for each other, motivating each other to do like good yeah. work and then just going home, chilling and watching a movie and go to sleep. That was like the best thing ever. It's efficient too. It is. you're like yeah. killing two birds with one stone. Exactly. So that's, that's a great tip for our listeners. If you're struggling to kind of make time for yourself and your relationship and your work, think about things that you guys both have to do together and just do it together. Yeah. Like, you get to... I think it would be tough if you were dating someone that had like a much crazier schedule than you mm-hmm. and then you had a much more lax mm-hmm. schedule. Yeah. So like you're home cooking chicken and then yeah. they don't come home. <laughs> right. Like, there could be a lot of tension there. So that might be difficult. But Janet, what about you? How are you dealing with your dating My apps? non-relationship. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I have. I guess my perspective is a little bit different because I'm not. I haven't been in a relationship in a while, um, so I'm used to kind of doing everything on my own. But as someone who is, um, well, I'm not actively dating right now, but I would consider myself in that category. And I have a lot of girlfriends similar to me, and uh, you know, like are really focused on maybe career and their friends and their family. And if you are serious about dating, that actually takes a lot of time too. Mm. It takes time to commit to figuring like whether that's um, scheduling dates or like getting back to people on messaging. I feel like one of the biggest, the hardest things in modern day dating is people will just drop the ball. Someone will like message you, you message them back and, and it was going in a really good direction, but then, you know, like someone got busy and just like didn't answer. Is that ghosting? Uh, I feel like ghosting is a little bit more intentional, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do actually think that there, there have been guys I've dated where either myself or him, like I knew that we both were interested, but literally the job took priority mm-hmm. or like our friends took priority, right? Okay. And so it's like knowing like if you're serious about dating, like you have to actively put that into your schedule yeah. right? to, <laughs> yeah. to like answer them back. And then not to mention even like physically going on dates, we all know how we are at the end of the day, right? You're tired. You're tired, yeah. And it's one thing to see your boyfriend or your girlfriend who you're comfortable around. You can right. just like be in PJs. That's true. If you have to go on a first date and you're like, I just worked eight hours. I am so tired. I don't want to have to sit here and then figure out how to engage you and then like introduce myself. I'm so tired of explaining to people, this is my job. I'm from LA. I do this. You know, (laughs) that sounds terrible. So I don't personally do a very good job of it right now. But I think part of that was because I was trying to date for a while where I would schedule dates in the Mm -hmm. evenings after work. And I was just like, this is so... I'm so tired. So is it, is it more on the weekends now that you're scheduling these dates? Uh, right now, never. But <laughs> so if you're a listener um, and you're you know interested in Janet, <laughs> please email us. <laughs> if you're a 40 year old man, just <laughs> actually no, I've I have found though yeah like 
the more successful dates are um it's not just an hour or two in the evenings where you just grab a drink it's like let's go on a hike and that's a good three Ew, to four hour commitment sorry. on that, the weekend that sounds like date number two or three yeah at least, that's right? not date one i guess okay that's true i guess you have to it's hard to avoid or or then you do a coffee meeting and coffee then is usually a daytime thing so you do like a weekend like let's just grab coffee Versus it's weird to be like, let's grab coffee after work, right? Like, That's no true. That. So, Jen, in terms of balancing, so you're saying that you're not balancing dating? So what are you, right what are you foc- <laughs> What are you focusing on instead? Uh, if you were to allocate your time. Like if I wanted to date or what do you mean? No, as in like right now, since you have like zero percent allocated to dating. Well, mostly I'm focusing on our podcast. (laughs) That's great. So Janet's dating our podcast, (laughs) which we really appreciate. Well, no, in terms of like, what am I doing after work when I come home? Um, Yeah, that or I just, I spend more time talking to my friends online. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I sound like such a loser. No, 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 no. But I think it's good because I feel like in a romantic way maybe it'll just come when you least expect it right that's what everyone says figure it out dude who's supposed to be my person (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i was talking i spend more time like with my friends and my family right um and with personal things so that's another topic we all live in la i think um if you're in la san francisco new york um you know, places where there's like high amounts of activity. I mean, no matter where you live, you have to make time for your friends, right? Mm-hmm. And especially as we're like younger, before people start families, they spend a lot of time. Do you, like how, how do we balance going out with your friends with everything else that we do? Well, I think for, it's like knowing yourself and your body. Like for example, after working, I know Friday nights I could go out and then Saturday I need a whole day to recover and then Sundays for chores, like laundry, mm. grocery shopping. That way I'm ready for Monday. Because one thing I didn't notice is when I drank Friday and Saturday nights, Sunday, I'm like spending all You're day, out. I'm in bed. You wake yeah. up at like 3 p.m. and it's just a day wasted. Yeah. It's more like I wake up at 9 and my body is like, I hate you <laughs> until like 10 p.m. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, what? Then Monday's already here. Right. So was it always like that? It started when I started working. Nine to mm. five. Then I'm like, okay, I can only go out once a weekend because I can't do two. Grandma status. I'm totally I like, just I'm extreme aged. like grandma status. I would prefer not even to go out on Friday nights and not on Saturdays. I want to just stay in, but I don't know. But I think a big thing now when you get older, people plan events so way in advance. You can put in your yeah, calendar right. versus like when you're in college, like, oh, hey, let's go out drinking tonight. You're like, uh, what? Like I... You didn't tell me two weeks in advance. I right. can't do it. Right. But I think it's important to know your body and know what you can handle. Exactly. Yeah. So that if, like, for example, Mel, sometimes I'm just like, Mel, it's 7 p.m. on Friday. Let's go out. And you're just like, no, I need to stay in. Yeah. And that's completely okay yeah. to say no to a friend that, you know, I, I need to do this for myself. That's completely okay. I'll keep pushing, but... <laughs> oh my God, Helen pushes me so much. That Asian guilt comes flooding in so much. <laughs> Only because I want to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. Helen said it right. Like, if you know your body can't handle it, just say no. Yeah. You're doing your body the best thing. That way you know you're in full control or full Mel next right. weekend mm-hmm. for Helen. <laughs> so what about for Helen? Like, how do you manage your friends with your work and your boyfriend? I guess... I'm unique-ish in that I don't need a lot of sleep. Oh my god. (laughs) Actually, I have a story. Helen could be fully rested after a 10-minute nap. I'm not even kidding. Yes, I'm not kidding either. It's it's crazy to me. I'm just like, this girl's insane. I I don't don't know. I used to stay... I think ever since I was in middle school, I don't think this is good 
parenting, but <laughs> I used to stay up really, really late because I was uh, like a little perfectionist with my work. Like even my periods, if they were like off in like a sentence and my period was off, I would erase it and redo it again. So it was kind of intense, but my mom like allowed me to stay awake and mm. finish working until like right. 2 a.m. sometimes. Oh, wow. So I think maybe because of that, I've like trained my body to not need as much sleep. Mm-hmm. I also don't really need coffee. I just like it. But Wow. Oh my gosh. I used to be like that too. I was definitely like a night owl growing up, but yeah. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was like three three to four years ago, mm-hmm. I just, I stopped being able to like to yeah. sustain <laughs> no I can I, I definitely feel like I'm getting more and more like tired now like uh I don't have to go out tonight oh you yeah <laughs> I'm so surprised <laughs> there are some nights wow wait Jana how about you like, how do you balance friends and family in LA because um, your, your family actually is in LA yeah so that was something I wanted to talk about I think especially for um for Asian kids right like family is really big and the moment I move back to LA I see my family almost like every weekend or every other weekend and then for you ladies like being away from them don't you feel like also like the time you spend on the phone with them almost increases right yeah. like but in terms of balancing like going out with friends and stuff I think maybe because my friends are older now too so we all kind of operate by that we'll do like brunch right oh, more okay. like daytime activities going out um, it's mostly just with you ladies <laughs> if we're doing that uh, but yeah, then I definitely, I melt to your point, like I know I'll be out like the full day after. So it's like I pick one night to go out. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> I think all of us want to hang out with friends and build those relationships and, and do all of that. But it does take time and it's really based on our own time. Yes. Yeah. But in terms of family, like Janet, since you're like your family was an OC, do you yes. feel like you have to see them like every two weeks and drive down or like they're okay with you not? My parents will always say they're okay with me not, but I feel like if I stopped, there would be a little bit of a, what, what, what happened? Why aren't you here? Again? Uh, <laughs> um, so, so do you go every, every other weekend then? And maybe, and I think a lot of it is also not necessarily pressure they put on me, but it's because I prioritize them. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. important to me. Like when I go, that also makes, it's not like I'm there just for them. I'm there for me too. Mm. Um, so it's definitely become a higher priority for me as, as I'm getting older. Um, and then my sister's down there too so like making sure that I see her frequently mm-hmm. and I have a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles in LA and oh, wow. as I've been back here now for like almost four years getting into a regular cadence of seeing them too um so I mean but that is all it's a lot it's like three or four different parties of people that I'm trying to get in in one I'm day like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right so Helen I know your family lives in Boston I see your phone ring I see mama Wu calling is that how you maintain your relationship with your family back at home yeah definitely uh we have a text message group with me my mom my dad and my sister nice Aww. so we send each other um different little updates and my mom sends like news updates about like make sure you lock your car i don't know stupid things oh, like, my, oh, that too. <laughs> my mom just sends me pictures of what she's eating every day really <laughs> yeah we're such a foodie family actually most recently she sent me like if someone throws eggs on your windshield don't wipe the windshield like don't click what it do down do to wipe it? it because it's gonna smear and someone's gonna make try and attack you or come into your car oh what or don't like spray yeah. water on it because it's that's just such, that's smear. a very chinese mom thing my mom sends me articles like that too of things that happen and be careful don't do this yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't get that Okay, well, now you know. Maybe I should forward we'll it to you. We'll just forward it to you. <laughs> well, okay, my question for Helen is because I think now I also, like, live my parents in the Bay. Right. Do you feel guilt? Because I get a different sense of mm-hmm. guilt from Janet if you don't go to L.A. or go see your family in right. the sea. 
with work building up, I can't only really check my phone all the time. My mm-hmm. phone gets blown up sometimes with my mom. And I can't respond fast enough. But then it's just like, she's also not asking me really like dire text message. I need to respond right away. So I don't know how to balance like, do I respond to you like right away or do I not? Yeah. yeah. ML's would- brother recently uh, moved out for college too. And he's down here in LA. He's in right? LA now. But that means then your mom is up there and she's probably like having empty nest syndrome and oh. she's reaching out to you. So I can see what you mean by you feel a little bit of guilty. Like, is she like, she maybe needs to hear from you pretty frequently it's so weird because like i think since the fact that my brother was back at home she got she got to talk to him a lot but ever since he moved the amount of text that's been coming to me has like tripled Mm. or doubled i'm just like whoa where is this coming from and it's like i feel bad because i i feel like i'm not being a good daughter not responding fast enough but at the same time like i'm realizing like that transition from her texting me like i've been here in la by myself for almost like three four years yeah so it's been like Four years of having a good consistency of communication with my mom. Now it's like, whoa, where's all these messages coming from all of a sudden, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's difficult when they're further away. Every time I go back, I just feel like so much like sadness every time I leave. Now we always cry. We always cry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Actually, I just came back yesterday from Boston. Did you cry? We did. My sister cried a lot. Um, But it gets harder and harder every time. But the thing is, I think it's so helpful now that with technology, Mm -hmm. you can just Mm -hmm. FaceTime like on the go um, and send them messages to stay connected or feel Mm -hmm. connected, even though I'm not seeing them. Um, But yeah, it's tough. It's tough to like allocate time to to family stuff because it feels like everything else is like immediate priority Mm -hmm, when it comes to work or even like podcasting or whatever like we have schedules we need to meet deadlines but with family it's just like you just do it on your own time yeah Yeah. you have to really champion that because no one else is like on your back sometimes like even though i feel myself feeling like oh i gotta respond to her oh my god but i realize ultimately your family has your back in the long run Mm -hmm. and like they're the ones that are gonna be there for you regardless of anything i do try to implement more like calling her when i'm driving to work right like Mm -hmm. that helps me maintain my relationship with her So the three of us live in L.A., and L.A. is known for being um, a city with a lot of people who are always doing side projects, right? There's mm-hmm. a, the creative community here is really big. It's really prevalent in the culture. I would totally agree with that. Coming from Boston, I would say a lot of my friends there work in finance, pharmacists, nurses, and whatnot, um, and not as much of a creative like fervor as you mm-hmm. see in L.A., and that's also driven me to want to figure out what I want to do like creatively, passionately mm-hmm. and whatnot. So this podcast was definitely a first step towards that. And it, when I was in Boston, I was talking to my brother-in-law and he was saying that he doesn't know what he wants to do as like a side project. He doesn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. And I think the advice that I gave him, not saying that I know exactly what you're supposed to do, but even like starting with an Instagram or mm-hmm. curating your own page right. and thinking, taking time to think about captions and whatnot and what you want to post and share that's actually for me was like a first step into diving into something creative Mm. and then the podcast came after yeah I think that's great advice it's just start doing something because you the way you'll figure out what are things that you'll want to do is just by doing them you won't really know by just thinking hypothetically right right so trying and then if uh, a thing that I have found to be really helpful is we have the three of us and our team of supporters and producers having a team of people to keep you accountable Mm -hmm. is really helpful Um, so maybe if you have 
if you have like friends that you play sports with or some some other interests that you guys share and also want to create something. Yeah, even though we have like such a supportive group with this podcast, our team is amazing. Running a podcast is so much work that we're probably going to talk about our process and like the ups and downs of this podcast journey in a future episode. So stay tuned for that episode. You might think that we just have mics and we're just talking. We are, but there's a lot behind it. (laughs) (laughs) We thought that that was what it was going to be like initially too. So, (laughs) Um, But let's wrap it up by focusing on a really important topic that I think gets lost in the shuffle a lot. Um, Self-care. Right. So mm-hmm. in, in the world of your work and people demanding things from you and your partner and, and friends and family, how do you take care of yourself so that you don't burn out? Yeah. I know for you too, Janet and Helen, they both work out a lot because I don't work out at all. <laughs> um, how, would you guys say like implementing like workouts to like your daily routine has helped you like manage stress and anxiety with work? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think running, just running yes. for like 20 minutes, you come back and you feel totally refreshed. Yeah. Despite like how um, stressed out you were before. Yeah, the run. But do you guys crazy. both like enjoy running? Yeah, I used to hate running. Me oh, too. Really? I hated yeah. it too. Yeah. I actually did track in high school and had a very traumatic story about track. Um, anyway, that can I can Mine's save that for another too, time. But it's more just that I was slow. Uh. Oh no, no, I was slow. I ended up walking during a run and people clapped for me, and it was like <laughs> the worst feeling ever. Oh my god, I it's always like a pity clap. Because <laughs> when you guys talk about running, I'm like ill. Because I'm sorry, I've never been a runner. Yeah. But was there a moment with work that just a moment in life that things got so stressful? Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm just gonna run. Yeah, I think I think you just start running at your own pace. You mm. can't set like a pace for yourself right. because if you don't meet it, then you're like, then you're gonna be like, oh, running sucks. I can't run this fast um, or as fast as I want to. Mm-hmm. But I think once you start, it's more for me also like scenic and people watching. Mm. I like to explore while run while I run and also just like watch things. <laughs> so running in a sense for Helen kind of just like a mode of escape, right? Yeah. It totally is, yeah. So I, I feel like I use it as a mode of escape too, but to your question, Mel, about like what started or what prompted mm-hmm. it, I remember when I was working my first job that, and when it got to those like 80 hours some weeks, running was the thing that I could do by myself mm-hmm. and I could do it at the gym that was open 24-7. So sometimes I'd go for runs at like 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was just, it, it yep. became an activity that was the most accessible. You don't need uh, equipment. You just, it's just you and your legs, you know? That's true. Um, and then, yeah, and doing that and building it up over time, it's become, for me, it's like time that you have to yourself I'll catch up on like podcasts I'll listen to like music or things like that um but for Mel you don't you're not much into maybe like the exercising but you've recently mentioned you were you got into like meditation yeah so lately um I'm pretty prone to anxiety I don't think people a lot of people know about that so when I get extremely anxious um my friend recommended Headspace Mm -hmm. which is such a great app it's just like these set meditation routines for you and so I do Headspace almost every morning And there's, like, different types of meditation routines. There's, like, anxiety. There's um, health. I've been doing anxiety and basic routines every morning for – I go to work. For for how long? Just 10 minutes. And if you don't have much time, there's different routines that are only two-minute long or one-minute long. Mm -hmm. So that's been helping me a lot. But actually, my anxiety has been getting to a point where it's so bad that I signed up for the gym because I needed to exert more energy or just, like, get my heart pumping again. So I was talking to Helen and Janet about this, and they're, like – such good supporters of this gym (laughs) that I don't ever go to in the past. But yeah, I think I reached a point in my life where I'm going to, I'm starting to work out not because I want like to look fit or whatever, but it's just, I want a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. Getting endorphin lifts, like the science behind it improving your mood is super legit. (laughs) And you get a good booty out of that. I already have a good booty. Oh girl. (laughs) I need one. Sporting that pancake butt. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) 
I don't think there's an exact solution. Everyone works differently. I mean, some people wake up at 5 a.m. and they do yoga and yeah. then they go to work, shower and then go to work. It's like, no, that's for us, not us. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, people work differently. They find their balance differently. We would love to hear from you guys if there's any other tips or tricks that you want to, you know, give to us as we're, as we're trying to figure out how to balance everything with life. Yeah, you can write us at asianbossgirl at gmail.com. Um, visit our website, asianbossgirl.com. We're also on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and also hit us up on iTunes. Click that subscribe button. We'll just kind of magically appear on your feed. Make it easy for you. <laughs> Ta-da! And please leave us a review on iTunes. I think that makes the difference. <laughs> As we're learning in this new podcast We are world. just learning, yeah. yep. Yeah, we're actually going to dedicate um, the next episode to answering all your questions and your reviews. You know, we want this to be a dialogue because we know we're not the only Asian boss girl voices out there. We want this to be a community where the other ABG voices can be heard. And ABBs. Yes. Bros. <laughs> and a lot of you guys have left us comments. Um, we've gotten them from guys, and we appreciate that. It's nice to have alternative perspectives. Exactly. And yeah, last week this guy messaged us about getting a Manzilla, which I believe is a Brazilian for men. Yeah, what? in response to listening to our Wax On, Wax Off episode, um, thank you for sharing, Mr. Manzillo. We, we learned a lot. So. <laughs> I really hope your balls feel okay. His red balls? Oh, God. Blue balls, red balls. Ew. One of the balls. I don't know. I hope he still has balls. But <laughs> Okay, we'll talk about his balls in our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. That sounds terrible. We'll see you, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.